How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Welcome to episode 35 of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast with the BBC. And we've got a, an exciting show for you. We have our very first international artist and talent joining us today. And we are just so excited. But first, what a week we've had here in Australia. And let's welcome in from all parts of our country, the BBC. Firstly, from Melbourne, the universal epicentre of angry people and angry tectonic plates and the home of the meatball and wine bar, the place that makes your taste buds sing. Please welcome Matt Bailey. Hello, everyone. How are hey. we? <laughs> How was the earthquake, Matt? Mate, the walls were shaking. <laughs> the earth was quaking. Yeah. And, and, of course, from Adelaide, the hometown of the breakfast extravaganza at Luigi's Delicatessen in Franklin Street, Adelaide. Please welcome Mark Bragg. I don't know that one. Tave Bragg, but you'll... You, oh, that's close. it. Yeah, Tave. <laughs> that's my talented brother you're talking that's about. That's your talented brother, absolutely. <laughs> no worries, so, Curly. Oh, well, Great we, to be here tonight. And, and how... Tonight and the, in the morning. Absolutely. At the and same time. Without any further ado, let's introduce our special guest. And it's with huge gratitude. It's very early morning in Detroit, Michigan. Please welcome Shane Sigro from Blind Season. How are Fantastic you, Shane? Welcome to the show. Shane. I'm Fantastic good, guys. Effort. Thanks so much for having me on. It's awesome. You're welcome, man. Absolutely. So let's get started. Let's talk about the story of Blind Season. You've got a you've got a couple of little iterations from what I've been reading. So yep. share uh, your stories. Uh, the band initially first started um, around like 2012-2013, uh, just around this area, and uh, we found our first singer like through Craigslist, that kind of thing. Like, because uh, around here, like at least around that time, it was really hard to find people that like wanted to try to be in a band. Like, people said they like they'd want to do it, but then like when they realized like. Like how hard it is you, yeah like how hard it <laughs> yeah. is and yeah how much time you got to put in it they're like yeah so it, it gets hard to find like people that are like yeah let's do it um so like just through the course of everything we've gone through five singers and like wow every and did time did you find one did you find one shane off i read you found one off american idol or something yeah um my dad's friend's daughter uh was on american idol i forget which year it was um she made it through like it was like the top 20 of like the girls like she, oh, yeah. i think it was like top 40 maybe total but uh yeah she made it through like to the live shows and, and like that stuff so um cool um yeah no that lasted for a while and uh that was pretty fun too but this uh she ended up uh having a kid and she wanted to go down that route so i'm like that's fine um i remember like uh we were in the studio recording when she told us she was going to have a kid and it, it kind of brought the momentum down <laughs> the in the studio. Thing, yeah. We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rough time to tell us, but that's what's fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the, the current shape of the band is, is it um, 
yourself a drummer or bass? Yeah, um, well, uh, we have a show coming up in November, and right now it's always been uh, me and like we've always had the same bass player. Um, but uh, for this show, we're going to be using a fill-in drummer and an extra guitar player that's like a fill-in. Because um, uh, our drummer that had stuck with us this whole time, after like the last singer left, he finally was like, <clears throat> excuse me, he finally was like, oh, I'm just going to do the get a real job thing. And that was kind of the last one for him. And I was under, I understood it. I was like, yeah, that's I, I get it. Um, that was when I was like, all right, either like I got to do the same thing or uh, I'll just have to start trying to sing. So that's where it was. I decided to try that. So, um, yeah, that brings us to here. So yeah. And the, every time, every time we did the new singer thing, like it takes like two years to kind of get like that momentum yeah, going again. Back. Cause, yeah, because yeah. like the new singer, it's like, okay, new singer. Then you got to figure out how the sound's going to be now because it's going to be different. And you got to write new songs and you got to write good songs with them. Try to do, then you got to record them and then put them out. So like every time we hit that reset button with singers, it was, it was a big reset. So, and then you get to the point where you're like, I'm just going to sing. Yeah. Yeah. It was I, think a lot, I think a lot of people are like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like that in the beginning of my career. I'm like, I got told by everyone I couldn't sing. So I got other people to sing and then I didn't like them the way they sang my own songs. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I never really wanted to. I was pretty much I grew to like it. I started taking some direction. Like I know this guy that's a pretty good coach. So, yep. yeah, yeah, I'm kind of just forcing myself to kind of get into it. And now I'm finally at the point where like I'm enjoying it. So like it, it, now it's and cool. You're <laughs> yeah. the main songwriter, Shane. Though, so I say, I guess if anyone knows how to interpret the songs, it's it's you. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, even with the other singers, like um, it would like I would send them music, and it would take a while to get like lyrics back and stuff. So I'd always be like, kind of just sitting waiting, doing that. Like oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it, I was like always forced to do stuff. <laughs> like yeah, I, I reckon being the things. singer is the hardest part because yeah, you, yeah. you've got to look after your voice. Like, and if you yeah. you got you know recording studio time coming up. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. look after your voice, and you can't be sick. And you I'm know. sick right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's done. Yeah, I have bad cold. <laughs> Although, when like when we when when we w- used to play live, it, it the singer has less to carry, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you well, play that, guitar as well. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am, I'm playing guitar as well. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so what? No, no one wants to be the drummer. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, they kid one. out themselves, don't they? So, so Shane, have you seen a shift in the music that um, Blind Season put out from 2012 to now? Has it been an evolution, or is it still very similar? There, it's been a big change. Yeah, like initially, like this, it was a lot heavier. We used to do like down tune stuff and like just kind of thrashy riffs, but it was still like melodic and that kind of stuff. With like our third singer, we did a lot of that. What are your inf- what are your influences? It's funny enough, like when you guys said you were from Australia, I was like, oh my god, Silver Chair is one of my all time favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I love that band. Um, cool, they're a huge one, and uh, they I like the na- massive in America. Like a lot of Americans love like they Silver they Chair. are with like musicians, they are yeah, like, like other people that are in bands. If you bring up the the like, yeah, I love Silver Chair, but like uh, with like. The everyday working people like you'll find one every now and again but uh they're a little bit a little bit so. yeah. <laughs> but besides aside from them I, I like all the 90s stuff also like the nirvana alice and chains pearl jam bands yeah um for more modern bands it, it gets harder to find ones like i really gravitate towards but um there's a band called nothing but thieves that's really cool if you know who they are um but we will look them up. <laughs> That's one of the beauties about doing this podcast. We just get exposed to so much mm-hmm. good music that yeah. um, that we didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, I like what Bring Me the Horizons doing. Yeah, um, they're doing some cool stuff. Uh, Bad Flower, uh, I like them as well. Um, okay, but yeah, every you've once got in a, a while. Real, 
you've got a real Spanish pumpkin sort of a feel to a couple of your songs. Are they in that influence or is that just happened Smashing haphazardly? Pumpkins. I actually don't listen to them that much. Uh, I, 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 I didn't get that from listening to your stuff today. I didn't get smashy. I get how it's mo- it's moody, your stuff. It's a lot, yeah. all in, a lot of it in the minor key and it, it's got that. But I, I didn't hear Smashing Pumpkins in it, I, and I read a few references to that. It's funny how our own music is a lot different to what we actually like and listen yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you take influences from everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's um, let's put out the first song. Now, I'm going yeah. to share a bit of a story with this one because this is, uh, I, I suppose, I've got to thank YouTube for this connection because doing some research on YouTube there about having a look at some bands that were largely undiscovered over here in uh, uh, in Australia, YouTube actually recommended this particular song and it's One Final Goodbye by Blind Season. It came up in the in the recommendations list and I, I listened to it and I thought, gee, that's pretty cool. That's That's got some punch to it. And then later on that day, and I did nothing about it, of course, so later on that day, I'm down the, the bottle shop grabbing a, a six-pack of beer. As you and do, Curly. That's the off-license. De- yeah. <laughs> that's, now, what do they call Detroit it? Detroit Rock store City was playing. I thought, no, that's uh, a yeah, fucking home, and I've yeah, got yeah. to make contact with this guy. <laughs> and um, so this, uh, so that's my little story about uh, one final goodbye. So let's, um, let's put it on and let's see how we go.
really like that song, Shane. I think it's an absolute um, belter. And what I really like is the vocal arrangement. So, you know, you've got, uh, it's sort of like, um, to me, I mean, it's like there's this whispering underneath the main vocals. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. And uh, I love it. So, oh, Thank you so much. Yeah, that chorus is punchy. Yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah. the oldest one. Yeah, yeah this Shane? is the oldest one. Twenty two oh the one that the oldest one that we're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, the, like, yeah. that got released. Yeah. Uh it's the there's one I think there's one that came out before this one, but this is like yeah, one of the yeah. oldest that's came out, yeah. Pretty much. But that lineup is the same lineup still? Uh yeah, In actually the clip, that, yeah? that drummer is gonna be playing with us for our show. Cool. And uh yeah, uh, same with right. the bass. We're we're just adding a different. <laughs> there's gonna be an extra guitar for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what was the backstory behind one final goodbye? I yeah, I remember it really clearly. Um, that particular one was written like end of March, early April of 2019. It was like during a time, uh, our singer at the time, I could tell like things in but that lineup were getting kind of weird. And we played like our last show around that time. And it was just like, you could, you could feel it was getting to that point where things weren't going to work out. And at that point, like even like relationship wise, I was in like a situation with this girl that was like, things were like really weird. So like, it was like a really bad half of like first half of that year. So um, I remember I like locked myself like in the basement for like three days. <laughs> and then like, I, was pretty like buzzed up that whole time too like definitely like <laughs> it was one of those dark few days um and i remember like uh i was like yeah it's normally i don't like try to write things like when i'm like in medicate yourself mode but uh yeah that time i was like i'll just play some songs and like i that song was written in like a couple hours and then i did another one in like a couple hours and then i did like one more in like a couple hours and, like wow yeah and i like did demos of them in that time too and uh i was like wow no each one i was like we're like i was like really happy with i was like it's really cool like i remember when that song was done i was like yeah i'm excited for that one so it and it's therapeutic i guess too shane just getting that stuff off your chest even though you're not actually telling it to the you know i guess your bandmate you're having problems with or your or your girl but at least you're saying it to yourself you're getting it out there and yeah, no, it's, find it's, that? it's very distracting in the best way. And it's, uh, yeah. and it, it makes the songs definitely real. And, uh, those ones that come from real places that, like, you don't have to try to write them. It definitely feels like songs like that. They just, like, are in the air, kind of. And they, yeah, they just they kind just of manifest. flow. Yeah. yeah. They, it's they funny. Do that thing. You either, you either write it when you're going through it. Mm. Or you need, or like I've found myself in some situations where I'm like, I need to get past it and then mm-hmm. I can go back and write about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I like doing it when it's like fresh and happening. Yeah. You get that angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can sense it in the vocals. You can feel it. You can feel the pain in the vocals. Like, yeah. I guess that's what you're trying to say, Tony. That's yeah, why you yeah. like the vocal. You can. <clears throat> I think it's, um, you've got Shane's vocals there that are, are like a, um, I was trying to put a word to it today because it's it's ca- captivating the vocals in in an anguish sort of a way if that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. but it's it's the it's the it's the vocal arrangement outside of Shane it's um it's those other little parts and it's almost like that it's whispers underneath and it sort of adds to the whole concept of final goodbye and to me I'm I'm thinking yeah, there's whispers and all this stuff's happening, and then yeah, it's a, it's a final goodbye. So I I just love. So when you went in and recorded that, 
How much of a shift was it from when you first envisaged that song to what the finished product was? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, a big one, actually, because uh, recording all of these was actually, like, not a fun time. It was very stressful because uh, we had all the music done right around, like, the pandemic time. Yeah. And right when it was getting bad was when I was supposed to do, like, all the vocals, like, and go into the studio and do it. But we couldn't do that, so I was like, all right. So I kind of chilled out for a bit, and uh, it got to the point where, like, I wanted to get it done, and we kind of needed to get it done. So I had to get my own microphone. I got one, like, off Amazon or something. And uh, I had to record all the vocals myself in the basement. And uh, that was really tricky, actually, because I had to, like, set it up and everything, hit record, do it turn around stop listen if it sounded good maybe then keep doing that process and that was it was tough to stay in headspace that way because you're like trying to be in it and you got to stop and you got to like yeah you got to be in the booth as well yeah so uh yeah yeah and it's tough too because like at that point i was still pretty new at singing in general so it was like i i wish i had like someone else there to give me like guidance like oh yeah that sounded good and yeah do it that way so like um listening back at um a lot of these i feel like uh if i had the chance to like really focus and like maybe do some of them again i could have done them a little better but uh no i'm still like happy with how it turned out and that that was definitely a grueling process for recording vocals for all of these like it it was yeah it took forever and uh yeah hit some some high notes there yeah Oof, yeah. Hopefully in the future, um, we'll be able to do vocals in a studio yeah. and <laughs> have it be a little bit easier. So do you produce your songs as well, Shane? Um, no. Uh, I This producer messaged me a long time ago in California. Um, he found like one of our songs online from a previous era of the band, and um, he's helped me with promotion too now like that's uh so all the songs like that are getting like how you guys found it was probably through him doing promotions but uh pretty much i did the demo tracks of the song like at my house and um i would send him the tracks and he would put them together like in mixing and stuff and yeah turn them into like a listenable thing so uh it was pretty much, I guess you'd say I kind of co-produced it, but uh, it was mostly them out in California doing uh, the put-together of it. Would he Would he do some of the arranging as well? Like, would he switch things around, say? Uh, 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 he would make some suggestions, like yeah. uh, rewrite this part or maybe try moving this around. But um, not too much, though. Most of it okay. was kind of as is, but... It's done, yeah. Yeah, cool. but that song in particular, I remember, that one was like, I already I had it done, and I was like... Let's do this one. That was one he'd never heard before. So, yeah. cool, excellent. So then, um, let's have a listen to our next song. Now, this is um, "Empty Summer." So, is there a story behind that before we log into it? Yeah, that was one of the the three songs that were written along with "One Final Goodbye." In that like couple days, <laughs> that that was uh, <laughs> that was song number two. Yeah. <laughs> of that time yeah so it's... all right so we've got the sense of feeling in and around that yeah place. that one so... definitely is a similar headspace <laughs> okay we love lyric videos by the way shane oh thank you yeah this i'm really
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov consult. Now, to me, that one's got a um, uh, Shane. My music never left 1986. And, um, <laughs> I love it when you describe it, Curly. <laughs> and <laughs> my mind never left some of the uh, the little dive bars that I'd go see bands in, and um, I, I could see that song visually on stage at a little dingy dive bar called the Tube Club here in Brisbane. And I could see the spotlights on the lead singer, maybe even having a bit of a Liam Gallagher stance. <laughs> you know? and, Still in your uh, line, it, Dave. But but those um those verses are just really powerful when you strip everything away. Yeah, right? lots of space, lots of space in the in the verses at the start. I really like that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I, hopefully we can make that happen one day if that venue is still around there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I think they demolished it. So unfortunately, there's uh, not. Uh, and I, I guess it probably leads me to a little bit of a curious question. You know, Detroit's famous for so many things in music. I mean, hip hop. You've got the you know people like the Supremes, the Temptations. Um, Eminem's got a thing in there as well. So what's the Detroit music scene like now, Shane? It's it's kind of like, it's all over the place. Um, luckily, there still is a little bit of a scene. It's just, it's pretty scattered. Like, depending on which area you go, like, uh, there's like an area where there's like a big underground, like, punk scene that's still kind of alive. Fuck it's yeah. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it's pretty <laughs> hidden, but it is there. Um yeah, like a little more north. Uh, more like more alternative bands will play, but uh, luckily we still have some cool venues. Like St Andrews Hall is still there, and that's a big one that like a lot of bands through the '90s had played. Luckily, that's still there. But uh, for locally, um, there's still a little bit um, of a of a bug for it, so uh, it, it's cool. Um, right before like the shutdown happened, like. Uh, it, I noticed it, it, it was kind of going up again, like uh, more yeah. like people were just showing up to shows that like normally like there wouldn't be that many people, but it was kind of starting to get there again. So it was, it was it's cool to kind of see. Um, but yeah, there's just a big, there's such a mix. There's like, you can find mm. pop shows, you can find rock shows, hip hop. It's just a big mix. Yeah. <laughs> so what about that song? This same similar sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. What's that one about? Same, just you were just in the basement again, <laughs> getting it off your chest. Yeah, it's very. Oh, yeah. I feel that you can feel the dark. Yeah, in yeah, that, in dark, that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was like, um, I just remember thinking that was um, that was going into spring, that time of year, and I just remember thinking like feeling like the summer coming up, or like I was hoping it'd be a fun summer with lot going on like band and things going well and i just remember thinking like it's not going to be a good summer so uh, that's yeah, where kind okay. of the inspiration for lyrics came from but um yeah no that that's always one i've really liked because uh it's just uh i don't know it's, it's, just a, bit more pop, the, it's a bit more poppy that one yeah yeah it, it's got like that it's at that tempo where it's like it does yeah. have that pop thing i like how you said the Liam Gallagher thing because like I was no Oasis a lot also and like <laughs> <laughs> that's regular on this show oh nice <laughs> uh, you've got to have a, as especially as a lead singer you've got to have the Liam Gallagher better, you've got to have a style we better practice ours then Dave <laughs> no no 
So what does the rusted crown refer to during that song? That's fine. I, I really don't know specifically. Like, uh, initially it was just in uh, the end of that second verse. That line was there. And uh, I didn't have it anywhere else. And then, like, I showed the demo to my dad. And he said, uh, that rusted crown line is cool. You should put that, like, in more of the song. And I was like... I didn't think about doing that. And I was like, maybe he's right. So then I like, I re-listened to it. I'm like, oh, I can put it there, 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 there. So I, so, yeah, I just threw it around more. Like, I think it, maybe the metaphor of it is just like, cause uh, feeling good before events happen that led to the song yeah. going into not being well, it's like, okay, you had the crown and now it's rusted do you you find shane when you write sometimes you you come up with those lyrics like that's a great that is a good lyric rusted crowns creates a great image but you find you you put they those lyrics come to you from nowhere then you write the song and and then you sit back listen to it and you go oh i I get what that means now you you know you've kind of put a you could put a meaning to it after you after you've done it now whether it comes to you subconsciously yeah yeah it's definitely usually subconsciously and uh yeah Kind of like, yeah, if, if, if the melody's kind of there and I'm thinking of that, like, kind of, I I know, like, the vowel sounds. Yeah, as that, long as they fit together. That would sound nice, and I kind of just keep playing with the vowels until a cool word comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I suppose with that sort of lyric, people are going to picture what they um, – feel yeah what that. they're going through at the same time yeah. they'll relate to it yeah for sure so a rusted crown may re- may have an individual or a unique thing with everyone that actually listens to that song and that's why i i guess i had a perception i had a thought around what that rusted crown would be there for and um you know hence the reason why i asked the question so now this is a little bit um off topic but shane are you a camping person uh, I haven't been camping in forever, but yeah, I love camping. <laughs> you love camping? I do. And you know, hopefully you know where I'm leading, because your latest song, City Tonight. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure if you was guys have heard that one, because that's pretty was, new. Was that a lot of fun doing the film clip for that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we did it pretty quickly. Like, we weren't planning on doing a video, um, like that at least, uh, but our Mike, our bass player was there and it was like a party at my friend's house and uh the guy that does our videos usually was there too so we're like uh like oh but this song's coming out next and we i don't know what i'm gonna do for a video like let's just do one really quick so uh awesome. uh yeah we weren't camping in particular it was just our friend's backyard but uh <laughs> but uh yeah uh yeah we just threw something Excellent. together really quickly <laughs> well, let's uh, let's put it on, and then we'll have a bit of a chat about it. Cool. So. You left me all alone in the city tonight, city tonight. I never thought things would go on and die this way, yeah, way, yeah. I promise I'll live up to you in the city tonight, city tonight. You left me all alone, left me all alone in the city tonight, city tonight. In the city tonight, city tonight.
Just bring it back so that we could get. Is it called the drop? The drop (laughs) stops and starts again. (laughs) So, uh, that's a real departure. Where did that song come from? That's one of those ones. That one just came from really nowhere. Like, I just had that chord progression and just everything kind of just fell on top of it. It's funny before, Tony, you just we just mentioned the Oasis. That this it really sounds British. This this song, that one, yeah. It's, I don't know if you remember Tony. You're the '80s man. You remember a band called the Stone Roses. That's what that yeah. that oh, reminds yeah. me of. And yeah. I, I love the way it starts with the chorus. Mm-hmm. So, so is that is there a word for that in just music language? just different song structure? If you want to start yeah. with the chorus, yeah, it's, it's chorus. called "Don't Bore Us, Get to the Chorus." Right? <laughs> <laughs> I like when songs start with the chorus. It's good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Too. It, it mixes yeah. it up, and you mm-hmm. know you've, you've got to have a fire. Mm-hmm. In front Aero of me with a guitar. Aero, yeah. Yeah. Janie's yeah. got a gun. Oh, every Aerosmith song, <laughs> basically. It yeah, every every Aerosmith <laughs> song starts with the chorus. Now, I like that song. That's, I reckon, that's my favourite of the three we've played tonight. That's got, oh, thank you. Yeah. And it's got that uh, oriental feel to it as well. Like almost uh, um, cashmere sort of feel. From yeah, I really like how like that... Um, I don't know what the instrument is, but uh, yeah, and that bridge where like it brings in yeah. those like sitar and sounding the, things, yeah, yeah, and the drums are really laid back in this one as well. You got the clapping and just the kick drum yep. pumping there. I love mm-hmm. when when it's just got the kick drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, that's a good song that one. Like yeah, that that one yeah. production wise took a long time. We did like eight different remixes. That that one took a long time for like yeah production. to find how it's gonna sit yeah yeah, yeah. wow so i've never done that so it's interesting like i've heard other musicians obviously say that they do different takes and trying to get it right and mm-hmm. yeah yeah we definitely used to be like that we used to be like being all excited like every like we just assumed like the first mix we get back that's gonna be it like so we didn't think yeah. like oh let's make changes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, no. yeah oh okay yeah mix with mixes yeah yeah yeah, 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 but just that chord progression is not going to suit you pumping it out there. It's got that, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember like the that chorus, like the lyrics and the chord progression used to be like separate. I like had that like melody kind of in my head for a long time oh, okay. with those lyrics. I remember I tried them on a different song and like wasn't working, so I was like, I kind of forgot about it. And like, uh, yeah, one day I just had that chord progression and. Uh, I was like, somehow that melody kind of came back to me. I'm like, oh, it fits over that, and then I kind of just ran with that. So, um, so it's it's handy after you've been writing for a while, and you've got a lot of you've got a lot of stuff that didn't never made it, and yeah. you store that away, and then oh, you yeah. think, I need something for this. Oh, that that might work. And yeah. yeah, like I, I have hundreds of voice memos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just some <laughs> lyrics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like yeah. me saying something into the phone or. Yeah, they say musicians are what filled with 95 percent of lyrics and five percent all the other shit that doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when do you find it best for you to be writing your songs, Shane? Is are you a a morning person or does it just hit you anytime? Any time, but uh, if I'm in a good mood, I tend not to. (laughs) 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 Like, like if you. If you need lyrics, if you if you got a song and you need another verse, how, do you, I know for myself? I, I'll always go for a walk somewhere. It always seemed to come to me on a walk. I don't know why, but I've never tried to, walking. But uh, I walk on the p- pace of the of the song, the beat of the song. Ah, interesting. Mm. Um, mm. You actually a good one for me is like, um, you know, when you're like trying to fall asleep and it's like that weird headspace, like right before you fall asleep, where oh, like yeah, everything yeah. just feels weird. 
yeah that that's a that's what i tend to go to yeah like i'll right before <laughs> i fall asleep get like it gets like everything flowing better so like <laughs> if i get something in there i'll hit record really quick before i fall asleep mm. and like mumble it and uh save it that way but uh excellent a lot of ideas come there <laughs> i got an interesting question one thing i noticed when i looked at your spotify and the in the microphone tape and the followers. <laughs> I was looking at my notes. Um, I noticed that you got three times as more many followers in Munster in Germany oh. than you have anywhere else. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, um, because it, it it breaks them up to where all the followers are, and oh. I, it just yeah. Yeah, I checked that. Every, I haven't checked it in a while, but. Uh, yeah, just, so I thought you might have had a connection in Germany somewhere, but no, no, no. Germans just like you. Maybe, they, yeah. Thanks, Germany. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so, how many more songs now for the album, Shane? I believe it is four. How many are out now? Okay. Oh, I'm out of three, three. I think three. There's okay. twelve total. Because yeah. so, um, you've been pretty consistent in getting them out in 2021. Yeah, and. Um, you know, we like to see bands do that in many ways, even though Matt likes to put them out in EP format, well, so, and that's all right. So, but you're leading to an album, which is good. Yeah, if if you, if a single's leading to an album or an EP, that's okay. <laughs> but it's like an author releasing chapter one one month, and then the next month yeah. chapter one again. It's like, hang on, where's yeah. chapter two, three, etc. <laughs> yeah. Why? So, what are some of what are some of the musical twists that we can expect from Blind Season for the remainder of the the album, Shane? Okay, cool. Um, yeah the the next song, I believe is coming. All right. Uh, yeah, the next one coming out is actually really really heavy. Um, so if you guys like heavy music, it's gonna be our heaviest one. It's in What's, uh, what tuning's it in? <laughs> drop B. Drop B. <laughs> Ooh, cool. Drop D is my lowest. <laughs> Going yeah. down there. Yeah, it's, it's a really old song. Um, in like high school, I went through like a drop B phase. <laughs> so that was like the <laughs> only song of that time that like survived and brought up. I always really liked it. So um, yeah, kept that one. Uh, there's one that's uh, there's one that's like the one probably coming out after that. It's like really dancey and. Uh, Cool. Definitely more poppy, but it, like that one's really fun. It's really fast too. Looking forward um, to that one. And then the last one is a uh, last one is like the third song that came in like the one final goodbye empty summer era. Oh, yeah. Era. In, in yes. The, um, in the basement. In the basement. <laughs> Shane yeah, in the basement. And that one's <laughs> kind of the dockay. Yeah, that one's kind of more just like straight up alternative kind of. It's like slower, but like it. It ha- it's the last song on the album, and it kind of has like that finale feeling to it. Like it, uh, it ha- it's like has a lot of strings in it, and it kind of like is a is a good build in it. So um, wow, that, that's the last three. So I'm Shane, excited. You mentioned for those. before um, that you you play the song to your dad. Is that is that one of the people you would play things to to get uh, honest feedback from? Is your dad a muso? Is he? He, he's mm-hmm. not a music guy, but he's he's listened forever. Um, yeah, and he does have a good sense of like and the outsider opinion, like stuff, yeah, stuff, yeah. something I'm completely missing. He like pointed out, and that's when I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. But, uh, but yeah. he usually hears the stuff first. Yeah, okay. I, I always like look forward to showing him what I've been working on. So, that's cool, and because he's he's been so helpful with like uh, just like being supportive and. Uh, yeah. Tell me to keep going and all that. So that's good. And we've spoken about that before, getting yeah. getting people's opinion first, because like for years I was like, no, I want to hang on to it myself and then release it. But gotta get other opinion other people's opinions as well. So like you said, they'll point out things that y- you can't hear. Mm-hmm. That could that could help. Muse oh, yeah. or not, yeah. muse or not, they've got ears. Yeah, yeah people yeah, who aren't sure. close to it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you got a date for the next one, Shane? Uh, not a specific date. Like initially, they were supposed to be like once a month. We were doing it, and we stuck oh, wow. to that pretty yeah on for a while. But um, towards the end now, we're kind of doing like a little bit extra promotion pushes leading up to the end. So it's taking a little bit longer. 
Um, I definitely hope to have the next one out in October, but uh, it, it, we'll see. I'll try. <laughs> Excellent. Well, when you when it drops, let us know, and um, we'll certainly be talking about it on air. So, oh, yeah, thank you, gentlemen. We've been going for forty six minutes. So it's awesome. It's yeah. going so quick. It has, and I'm, and I'm ready for bed, and Shane's ready for the day. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I might go back to bed. We'll see. <laughs> What's the weather so, like there, Shay? It's finally getting cold. Um, okay. It's been really hot for months, but uh, we just had like 24 hours straight of rain. So okay. It's finally ending, and it's just now it's fr- being freezing. So. <laughs> That's my kind it, of weather. Um, you get the real extremes there, don't you? You get the really hot stuff for a very short window, and then the really cold stuff. Yeah, we, I'd imagine. We get everything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so I looked she- up. I looked up because yeah. uh, you know, Curly, how you what you're doing the food things from Adelaide yep. and Melbourne. So I oh, good. Detroit, and I read something about Superman ice cream. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, that's a thing here. Yeah. What's it's Superman a, ice cream? It's delicious. <laughs> I have no idea what's in it. It's like it's it's like blue, yellow, red ice cream. It's Superman colors. Superman yeah. colors, and it's a. Uh, it's kind of like sherbet-y texture. Like, Ooh, it's not like normal ice nice. cream texture. But it's just, I, I can't describe the flavor. It's just like, I don't know. It's it's like fruity, but kind of not fruity. But uh, oh, it's really good. <laughs> nice. Uh, so for every guest we have on now, Tave, it's your job to find out the, I will food, do the, research on the, the famous food <laughs> from the town. Shane, I actually went on to Google Earth to see where, where Shane lived. Where it was. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't even know that Superman ice cream was limited to us. I never knew that. (laughs) Apparently, it's a Detroit thing, yeah. (laughs) It's a Detroit thing. (laughs) Shane, we are so grateful that you got up very early this uh, Thursday morning. Um, It's been a fantastic conversation. If anyone's listening, how can they tune in to Blind Season? Uh, They can find us on anything pretty easily. on like every social media thing um then soundcloud or soundcloud apple music spotify just type in blind season and we're usually the first thing that comes up so uh yeah excellent and when maybe when all this pandemic's over and done with um you can come out and do a tour of australia (laughs) i would love to that would be the coolest thing (laughs) we'll supply the fire yeah we'll get around the campsite so um, so it's time for me to wrap up. As always, we've added those three songs that we've shared tonight on the Spotify playlist um, for Unfiltered and Undiscovered, um, which will also enable people to find a blind season. Um, like us on our YouTube channel. Like us. We've now got a Facebook page, our website. We've got a an amazing Christmas show coming up. And Shane, we might have to hitch up for this. I don't know how we could work it, but every guest that we've actually had on the show is going to come on our Christmas show and play a couple of tunes acoustically. So that's going to be really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. And Shane, if that was something that you'd be willing to do, we might have to work with you to do a recording or something, but that's going to be such a cool little show. So Yeah, that'd be really fun. um, so, Bailey and Braggy, final words. Oh, fantastic! I love it. Keep it going, mate. Yeah. It's um, yeah. I'm looking forward to the new ones. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. It was good. Thanks so much. Yeah. What was the yeah, name of so your band again? You said you were in a band. Oh, the Blow Up Sweethearts. The Blow Up Sweethearts. Were you in one <laughs> yeah, also? Yeah. I'm Matt. Matt Bailey on Spotify. I've just got two singles out. Uh, Crew oh, Life. Yeah. I'm just a solo artist. Not just a solo. I'm Matt Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not just. You're the Matt Bailey. Bailey. Got an EP coming out very soon. So, excellent. Well, I hope everyone's enjoyed. We have had people watching us on live stream. So, a big shout out to those people that have hung through this. A massive gratitude to Shane. And we shall see everyone next week. Hopefully, no more earthquakes in Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) See you all. (laughs) Stay safe. Thanks so much for having me. No worries.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 